Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the North Rose Outdoors Podcast, episode 66. I am Nick Beto. I am Grant Norder. I'm Brandon Wixo. And this one, kind of a uh, little bit of sad times that we're treading in right now. This one, as you can tell by the title, it is called Grant's Farewell. As you just heard his voice. He's not dead. He's not dead. He's, Far from it. He's just, uh, easy buddy, you're older than me today happy oh yes oh shit happy, happy birthday happy birthday today. i meant Thank to t- i meant to tell you that before so grant's birthday was yesterday because you're hearing this it's today no it's podcast you're right podcast land it's tomorrow you're right. the weird calendar yeah that's on me the grant's like no it's today i know it's today well, I'm sorry. I I I meant to say that when you first got here, but it's I was fine. I was more watching you almost tip Brandon's bike over with your door when you got out because you parked over the line. What a dick on the line. <laughs> the line. But yeah, anyway, we're uh Grant's farewell. He, you want to tell the people you haven't been on a ton, but you've you were on way in the beginning and then you were on in Devil's Lake. I don't remember if you made it over for 50 or not. Not 50, but there was, a, there was another time in there. It was a while ago, but it's been a handful of times that I've been on. But no, I'm moving on. I'm originally from Nebraska. I uh, moved up here a little over four years ago for work, and uh, the time has come to go back home in my family business. So I decided to make the move back south to southern Nebraska, not too far south here, but it was it was warmer. kind of inevitable. It was going to happen eventually. At some point, the timing is never right, but... um. It's it seems pretty good right now, and it was something I've always wanted to do. So it's something I'm excited for, and it's bittersweet. I'm ex- excited to get back home and start in the family business, but I'm I'm sad to leave this area. I've grown to really like it up here over the course of four years. Well, and you can now you can rep North Bros in uh, in Nebraska. I Boom! Gain another state. <laughs> yeah, now we have now we have a representative in up in Saskatoon, Canada. Uh, Nashville, Tennessee, down in Texas, and now Nebraska, obviously Minnesota, North. Yeah, we're we're getting getting you some got quite the reach going on. Some, there. Some, I'm glad I can contribute in some. Yeah, we we were just way. we were just. You want to tell everybody how you listen to the podcast, like we were just talking about before we started recording. How I listen to this podcast. Yeah. Well, I was telling Nick previously that I am an avid listener to every every episode and i tell my alexa to play the north bros podcast and then i leave for work <laughs> <laughs> and then when i come back it's usually on something i've never heard of so i get through them all you should start it on episode one and then leave and see where it's at when you come back well, because i bet it would still be playing i bet it'll be right around 15 i was gonna say 13 to 15 i think the sh- the earlier ones were shorter yeah they started out to be a half hour and so to run it through everything, it'd probably take a. God, you'd probably be looking days, at. We should do that math one day. I'd be interested to see how long we've been talking like this. Yeah, how many hours mm-hmm. that you listeners are blessed with listening to? That might, that might be something you don't want to figure out. <laughs> well, no, that we'd would be every minute would be you. You'd be on a microphone for. You're the, you're the only one that's been on all of them. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I don't know if I want to know that number. It's a lot of time. I'll do the math for you. Yeah. <laughs> but this week, like I said, Grant's farewell. Um, so, and he hasn't been on. He he hasn't been on a ton of podcasts, but him and I have done a lot of fishing and and uh, hunting and stuff over the years that he's been up here. I think the first we started hunting together. The first was that the first year you were here, back in like I believe so. So I moved up here in. June of 19 and yeah it would have been, been fall of 19. 19 would have been the first time we've done we've done a lot of fishing but not a lot of catching we've done a lot of hunting and not a lot of gathering yeah, we've had we've had some good days they're far they're far and few between but we have had it has been good there's been some good ones in there it's been it's always been a good time if we had to better survive on what we've caught and what we've killed it's You'd have been dead we'd a while diff- ago. Yeah, we looked different. Uh, than what we yeah, I'd be a little skinnier. I, I think our uh, our level of seriousness that we would take hunting and fishing would change if our <laughs> food depended on it. We wouldn't be like, 
nah, these are just little perch. Let's leave. We'd probably be keeping the little perch. We have caught a lot of perch. We have caught a lot of little perch. We, If that's what we were talking about, then we've done very well in our time up here. Caught some big perch. I remember back in the day we were out on, uh, it's actually your con, here, call me. Call me so I can show you my con, your contact picture. I don't know if you've seen this before or not. I'm pretty sure I have. This is, this is great podcasting. Yeah, sorry, we're just, yeah, remember that? Oh yeah, that was a good time. Those are yeah, s- some of the, some of the bigger perch that we caught. That was a fun day. We caught, we did, that was one of the good ones. We did catch a lot of fish that day. You get up a little bit closer when you, when you talk. You're Sorry, I'm not as experienced as... Yeah, that, whose fault know? is that? It's probably mine. Yeah. Well, why don't you give the, the listeners your... Uh, I guess you could do your... Well, the only time you ice fished, I think, was Devil's Lake. Yep. So that's already been covered. But as far as since you got the boat out... And then if you want to throw a podcast special up where you... So how this works, we've done it for a couple items before. You say what it is and you say the price... It's obviously got to be a discounted price from what you have it listed at, but you have to say a code word. And if the people want it, or if somebody hears this and says, oh, sh- shit, I want a boat, they have to get so a hold do of I you. Have to say the amount? Can I say a percentage? Can I say a... No, give a dollar amount. The, the, just for, for example, the last item that was posted or said on the podcast for sale, I believe he knocked $3,000 off of it. Is that the uh, Flash's no. four-wheeler? No, that was Mike's fish house. Did oh. he sell it? He did sell it, but he didn't. they did not hear it on the podcast. Oh, okay. So you can make it a screaming deal. Because odds are nobody that listens to this podcast is going to want to buy it. But I'm not, now that I say that... That'll be the time that it goes. I'd, I'd like it sold, so so I'm ready for it. Mike, you want me to you, give, give me that right now? Give you the description, what you've got. And the don't forget the code word. Think of the code word. So I've got, so I've got a 2000 Lund. Uh, it's a pro sport, uh, 17 foot fishing boat. Um, it was like I said, 2000. I already mentioned that. It's got a Johnson 115 on the back. Um, it's got the original motor, so it is it is old, but I've had it winterized every year. It is old, but I will give it the respect that it deserves because we have taken that thing miles and miles and miles out on Leech Lake. And it has never let us down. It is. It I've is. I've never had an issue with the motor at all. Very I've good never condition. Had any? I've. I winterize it every year. And that is the maintenance that I do. That is all that I have had to do to that. So it's been a good boat to me. I'm hoping it's going to be a good boat to somebody else. Um, the trailer lights are new. That's courtesy of Nick. He helped me out big time on that one. I would have not known what I was doing if it wasn't for him. Um, there's a few, a little bit of various fishing gear that's going along with it. Um, measuring trough, a net, a little bit of tackle. I've got a wakeboard that's going going with it. I've got a tube that's going with it. And I've got a second tube that's Nick's that I'm saying right now in this podcast special <laughs> is going with the boat <laughs> as well. So two tubes, one wakeboard, ropes. So so I gotta give I gotta give a code now. No, you gotta give the price, the price. that that is only valid on the podcast. The special podcast price is going to be $11,500. That's a considerable drop for what it's listed at right now. That is correct. And my tube may or may not actually go with it. Oh, it's going. It, no, at this, it's going. That, that has been done. What's the code word? The code word we are going to go with premium. That's a good one. We're uh, <laughs> we're sitting here sipping. You're staring at it. I wonder. I was wondering if you're gonna do it. Uh, we're 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 sitting here sipping on some Grain Belt Premium. So, if you're hearing this and you are interested in Grant's offer, uh, he will be out of state starting Friday. So, Sunday. Sunday. I keep thinking it's Friday, but that's your last that's day at work. Work day. So you will have to get a hold of either myself, Grant, or just DM the North Bros Instagram with the code word premium and we will set you in the right direction so with that now you got to get into your summer fishing update or well recap i guess because your season's pretty much done so the summer fishing recap is 
so it depends on what type of fishing you like to do. I like to chase walleye. It has not been a great summer for me in that sense. I've caught a lot of fish. Have any of us caught a walleye yet this year? Nope. I haven't either. Well, I feel a lot better <laughs> after, <laughs> after hearing that. It's been it's been tough out there. I've now I haven't I haven't fished a ton, so like I, I live in West Fargo, so by the time I get to you know the Minnesota lakes, it's a lot of midday fishing, which is not peak hours by any Funny means. Funny how we all end up at the lake at noon. Yep. And it sucks and we're like, God, this thing sucks. That's yeah, there's, exactly there's no fish in this lake. Yep. <laughs> that's been said quite a bit. It's a lot of midday fishing, so obviously like for walleye that's you know a little bit tougher. I've been I've been all over. I've been to um I've been to Lida, I've been to Pelican a couple times, I've been to Leech one day, um, Pickerel Lake, I've been to Cormorants, a couple of the different Cormorant lakes there, um, and I think that's about it for this year. So I've been all around, um, I seem to catch pretty good panfish, with, which just doesn't really trip my trigger. Some guys love to catch big bluegill. And Can we all fish. agree on that too? Yeah. Sorry, Flash. Flash loves, loves panfish. I just don't really, I mean, like, yeah, for their size, they fight hard. But, like, when I'm trying to catch walleye, I don't want to dink with sunfish <laughs> and bluegill. Like, And there's we have nothing against the guys that are out there going after bluegill and sunnies. That's, I mean, if that's that's what you're into, it's just not, I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather go out and fish all day for a walleye and not catch anything than catch one bluegill. I'm curious as to what it's going to be like this winter with live scope now, if we can figure out where the crappies are. I wonder if that's going to change anything. Okay, so the crappies technically count as a panfish, but I do not put them in the same category. Oh, well, then you're cheating. No, I'm not. You're cheating. It's a panfish. Okay. So he likes to catch crappies, but it's a panfish, so he doesn't count it as a panfish. So no, you can still I, say he doesn't like catching panfish. I did not say that I don't count it as a panfish. You just I, did. I, no, I did not. I said they are a panfish. I just yeah. don't count them as a panfish. That's what I just said. <laughs> I don't know. I there's just something about it, man. Like to me, when you picture bluegill fishing, you're taking your five year old kid off the dock, trying to get him to like fishing, and you're gonna sit there and unhook him all day long. I just I don't know. And I know there are. I have some friends and other people that will hear this and they'll be like, "Yeah, you're a dick," but. I'm just being honest. I don't, I just, I'm not, not into it. It doesn't get me going. Like it's, I mean, it's, I would, where I'm different from you is I would rather catch fish than no fish. But like after a while I do get tired of reeling them in. It's especially when you're. What's your number? What, what's your number on how many of them it takes for you to be like, okay, this sucks. I'm moving spots or I'm switching my bait or I'm doing something else, but I am not going to sit here and continue to do this. I'd say probably 10. Well, yeah, mine's like one. I mean, I, I like to catch fish. I mean, you, it's fun to reel them in. They fight. If you get some big ones, they fight hard. But, like, when it's consistent, when you feel the bite, when you know exactly what it is, it's it's like art. Because you can always – I I have no problem convincing myself that it's, it's going to walleye this next time. Oh, every time. Every time. Hammered it. He hammered it. Yep. I have no problem doing that. So after about the tenth one, it's like, all right, they've all felt the same. I know they're not walleye. Like, it's time to get out of here. Do you remember the last time that you came up to the land, which was just a couple weeks ago? We're talking to Akeley. Well, we had Sally and Caitlin with us, and we had fished on leech all morning, didn't catch anything, moved over to a different lake, and finally hooked into one. And it was, I don't know, I don't, who, who hooked into it? Who was it? Sally. So Sally hooks into one, and all of a sudden you hear Grant, oh, God, get the net, get the net. And Caitlin, like, grabs the net, and then they see it, and it's just a bluegill. I thought you were talking about the one that we lost. A bluegill that's doing, like, the twirl thing. And Kate's like, she's kind of looks at Grant. She's like, really? You needed the net for that? And he's like, well, it was, the rod was trying to, trying to give himself a, trying to explain we himself. It was a, we put a lot of miles on. It was a long day. I was trying to talk myself. I was trying to keep the morale high. I was just trying to do it for the rest of the people in the boat. And it's now I'm getting... What he's not saying is he was hoping it would come off before it actually got to the point where they saw it. Well, no, you just brought up a that good point. That would have been okay, too. <laughs> the, the one that we missed, I, I forgot about that. That was the one that Sally, she had it, and it was, 
I think it was a northern. It was definitely something that was. We had caught little perch all day. It was so to hear the actual line be taken out was pretty exciting. It was probably just a northern, but she did have one. It was taking a lot of line out. I said, here, like, let me just tighten your drag just a little bit. And I swear to God, I barely turned that. And then off it went. Should have just left it alone. I should have. And hindsight's always twenty twenty. I should have left it alone. But I'm sitting there trying to teach Sally how I'm to fish. I'm telling you, I barely. It was one notch. It was one click. And then it was gone. So. The company was good that day. The fishing was not good that day. That was a fun day, though. Covered a lot of miles in the old. The boat. Yeah, that's that old... just under the podcast special code word premium. Correct. Way to not let the people forget. <laughs> it was it was a lot of miles, not very many fish. Okay. So I've been thinking about this ever since this last weekend. It's the first time that it's ever happened to me. So everybody knows how they have the the watercraft inspection sites. You know what I'm talking about? Like the people like at the boat landing at the, before you yeah, launch. Yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah. yep. have those people ever pissed you off? Uh, no. I've never been, like, angry with them. There's some that think they're kind of more powerful than what they are. But I've never, never, never been into it with any of them. Okay, so I'm not going to say where I was because I'm, I, I know for a fact that they most of the time they'll go back to where they were. So I'm not going to say where we were. But we get to the lake, and this both of these incidents just happened this last weekend. Get to the lake. This guy, I've seen him before. You have actually been with me when I've seen this guy. And he, super nice right away, talking to him, asking him if they're catching anything. He's like, ah, it's been pretty tough. And we put in, we take off. And we're out for about six hours. Come back, and it's about noon. And there's obviously a lot, lot of, lot of boats going in and out. So they're pretty busy, which is pretty common. I mean, anywhere you go. This is a large lake. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we get back and and get the boat on the trailer, pull out. Meanwhile, we're watching these. <laughs> I don't know if it's a husband and wife or what, but she's. Like, I have my windows up, so I can't hear. Her. But she's, like, sitting there. She's, like, yelling. And Jared, or Timmy, was in the boat. And he could hear him. And he started laughing. And I, like, later I asked. I was like, what was going on there? And he's like, I don't know. She was pissed. She's like, I don't know. What the f*** you want me to do? Where the f*** you want me to go? Whatever. And then she ended up throwing the truck in park, flinging the door open, throwing her hands up in the air. And then the, the husband or boyfriend got in and ended up getting back in line to go back. And he's like, you guys go ahead. I'm not going <laughs> to. Meanwhile, she's, like, stomping away. I don't even think she helped him load the boat up. He needed one of those we'll back in for beer guys. Yeah. Well, she did. I don't know if he did. Somebody did. Then. Somebody did. So, anyway, we pull out, and there's a whole there's a whole line of people waiting to, to pull out. And the guy looks at me, and he gives me a thumbs up. What does that mean? I'm out of there. Yes. That's what I thought. Yeah, like, you're good to go. Give me a thumbs up. I'm good to go. I start driving. And I'm, I'm trying to get out of the way of all the other people that are, you know, putting in. And all of a sudden, I see him. He, <laughs> I see him in my mirror. He's like just kind of, like, hustling. I'm like, what the hell? And Timmy puts his hand down and, like, waves in the mirror. So I stop. And I get out. And the first thing he says is, yep, don't worry about it. I guess I'll just follow you up the ramp. I'm like, dude, you literally just gave me a thumbs up. And now you're mad at me? I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't uh, realize you wanted to talk to me. And he's like, well, you know. From now on, if you see a, a DNR officer, you should probably just stop and talk to him. Is this an actual DNR officer, or is he just a... Nope, this, this guy had, like, the full get-up on. He had the, the most shirt. Of the, most of them are just, like, I don't know if they're volunteers, but they're just, like, not, you know, yeah. normal people. No, this guy had, like, the full get-up on. I don't know if he had a gun, so I don't know if he was actually a game warden or not, but so he, he looked... Was, seemed like the real deal. Yeah, and he was all mad, and I'm like... He's like, well, where are you going after this? And I'm like, well, we're going to go... Uh, you know, wherever. And I was like, I don't know if we're going to go today or not. And he just kind of mumbled something and turned around and started walking away. And I'm like, so am I good? And he turns around and he's like, you're going to have to be. I got so many people trying to come in and out of here. I can't deal with you right now. Just be better. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that made me mad. So then we go back. We spray the boat down because you got to clean it off before you transfer lakes, whatever. 
and then we go out and go to the next lake. Well, we get to this next lake we wanted to go to, which I have never been to, and the the same guy or not same guy, but same the the watercraft inspector comes up and he's like, he's like, yeah, you're leaving your truck here overnight. <laughs> kind of looking at him, I'm like, well, I don't know, do you want it? Like I thought he was making a joke, and he's like, well, no, not really. I just they're doing a ski event out here, and you're not gonna be able to get out. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever. Like, that guy was nice and at least told me, like, I would have been mad if we would have put in and an hour later tried to come off and we couldn't get out because they were... Stuck for six hours? Yeah. So then we, we leave there and go back to... Now we're on our third lake. Meanwhile, the, the boat is sprayed off and clean because you can't... They get kind of fussy about that. And uh, we get up there and this guy's like, all right, you know, where, where were you last? And I was like, oh, we were over on Leech. No, I just gave the Whoops. name away. Oops. It's hard, to, it was hard to tell this story without it, though. It, it was. And he's like, he's like, oh, the dirty leech. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, the dirty leech. That's that's where I was. And, you know, name dropping that one. When it comes to the big lakes like that, I don't really care. It's not like I'm giving some, you know, honey hole away or the locals can't really get mad at me because that's like a tourist attraction, like whatever. Anyway. There's probably but, many guys that rotate that lake. Yeah. You're all right. Yeah, so my guy was over on Leech. He's like, oh, the dirty Leech. Like, yeah, dirty, that's where I was, buddy. <laughs> He's like, what, did you spray the boat off, or is, did you decontaminate? And I was like, yeah, we sprayed it off, and we washed it off, and whatever. And uh, and he's like, all right, what do you got for bait? I'm like, well, I just got some leeches. He's like, all right, well, we got to take the leeches out of the water, dump the water in a container, leave it in your pickup, Go to the lake, fill the middle bucket up with lake water, put the leeches in there, go fishing. When you come back, you take the leeches out of the lake water, dump the lake water out, put the leeches back in the water that you came with. That can't be real. And I'm like, I, t- <laughs> I told him, I'm like, I'm like, well, that's stupid. <laughs> it's so dumb. And he's like, he's like, well, you know, the DNRs, it's a little far-fetched. And I'm like, yeah, it sounds like the government's got their grubby fingers in that, too. <laughs> and he goes... Well, it's the DNR, so I didn't get my joke. <laughs> so anyway, then he watches me, and we take the... Here we go again. Every time we bring up Game and Fish or the DNR, we're never... It's always something that like we're doing wrong, or it's bad on our part. It's not, it's not oh, yeah, the DNR gave me a sticker today for doing something right. So then he watches us. I take the water out of the... I take like a little scoop of water out of the minnows. The, mind you, this is the same water that I bought from the bait store. The other guy never said anything about it whatsoever. Put that little jug of water in the back of the pickup, and he's like, yep, yeah, you're good to go. Like, didn't watch me do anything, so we left it in. The, my argument was, it's staying in It's staying in the minnow bucket. It, it's not going in the live well. It's not going to come into contact with the lake water. And then he gave me this spiel about how you put your hands in there with the other water, you hook up a leech, and then you go to the water to rinse your hands off. Well, there you just cross-contaminated. If that's all it takes, every lake in the entire country yeah. would have zebra mussels at this point. So have you ever been asked for what you have for bait? I've never been asked uh, what I have for bait when I'm launching or when I'm leaving either. Like if they, I remember there being something about minnows one time, but... Like I didn't do anything. It was like, well, yeah, I, I, are you or you can't? I was leaving, and I had minnows still, and like the guy saw him because he checked, popped open the live well, and I had like the bag of of minnows, and he's like, oh, you can't, like you can't take those because you can't take the water, and I was like, okay, so I just like it was like um I don't know less than a dozen, so I just gave them to the guy backing his boat in. But that's the only time that I've ever dealt with that. See, I've been asked what I've been using, but I've never been given the spiel on leeches. So, like, what about night crawlers? Do I got to carry a bucket full of dirt with me to switch out the dirt? There's that no just doesn't make much sense. Yeah, I don't know. It seems a bit overkill. Yeah, it's like they're trying to regulate it, which at this point, you know, if, if there's certain lakes that have nothing in them and they are pristine you should be guarding that lake that lake okay i get it yep keep tight regulations on it but why do you have to do it throughout the whole state 
I love it on the lakes when they do that, and it's a lake that already has all of the invasive species. So, hey, buddy, you missed the boat on this one. Yeah, you're a little little bit too late there, pal. It just seems like how like how many how big the lakes are to Minnesota, like the just by changing the water of your leeches, like I don't think that's in the big picture. That's not doing a whole lot. Okay, so how many boats are dropping in there? Every day that tell you, oh, it hasn't been in for a week when he just pulled it off. Mm. Whatever lake he keeps it on. The so day that, before, the night that, before. That got me thinking about two things. One, what do they see in their program when they punch it in? Like, if, if I tell them that I haven't been out at all, can they look at it and go, you are a liar. You were just on leech a couple hours ago. It, it, no, I, I suppose to. if you put the registration or, like, the, the tag number in on the boat, if it updated... I don't know if it's like live time, but if it were, they know, go they go home at night and they're like, "Damn it, that guy lied to me." <laughs> also, why do they ask you where you last were? If they could just go, oh, you were just they're, they're trying deep. to catch you because somebody's waiting. Like, oh yeah, it was last week. Ah, ah. Well, that's just could, could you just no. say like, oh shoot, sorry, like oh shit, I forgot I just pulled off the lake. <laughs> but like, when they <laughs> I just came from there, I'm sorry, I forgot. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I assume they've. There's got to be a purpose behind it, but I guess I don't know what exactly. So that was one thing that I thought of is like, what are they punching into their little little iPad thing? Secondly, say okay, I follow your rules. I take my leeches out of the water that I brought them in. I put them in lake water. I go out. I'm not washing those leeches off. Maybe I'm supposed dirty to be leeches. Maybe I'm supposed yeah, dirty leeches from dirty leech. You know. But I'm not, like, washing the leeches off. So even if I take, like, that residual slime that's going to be on them. Everybody knows what I'm talking about when I say the slime on oh, the leeches. You don't put it. You're supposed to put it in your mouth and swish it around a little bit. and then. Okay. Well, that's just it. Like, you, what, what, you, you don't do that? <laughs> yeah. oh, sorry. I, I guess I missed that one. But you know what I mean? Like, what What are you – I guess I don't understand what uh, – you know, if I take the leeches and I dump them into a container with no water, I swap the water and I dump the leeches back in there. If if what you're saying is accurate and there's a reason behind it, you should there should be a bait store set up at the access of every single lake. Just scooping out lake water. Yep, that's the solution. I'm telling you, I I, I don't know I, but yeah those and then so that guy made me mad too. So both of those, the first guy if he would have just kind of like ah. You know, sorry, I shouldn't have given you a thumbs up or whatever. And I didn't ask him. I didn't say, like, well, you gave me a thumbs up. I should be good. I just kind of. Should have gave him some lip back. I just wanted to get out of there. I was so mad. And then I got even more mad because I parked up on the top of the hill and the, the back fender of the boat was sitting on the line of the bike path. And you would have thought that I freaking put spike strips out on that bike path. Every one of those stupid bikers we're nothing against bikers but every single one of them they drive by and they just kind of look at you with like the the laser eyes like you're a piece of shit it's like sorry i'd rather get hit by one of you morons than a car coming from the other side you should have said that to him you're a lot less threatening than that car doing 65 mile an hour yeah i don't know so they, they kind of ruffled my feathers a little bit it's the first time i've ever had an issue with them usually they're all really really nice really easy to deal with and then it didn't help that we had a very bad day of fishing. We got a whole bunch my, of... That was my next question. Was just how did you actually do that day when you were on the water? We caught a lot of fish. We caught a lot of fish. And we were marking a ton of fish that were not little perch. They just weren't biting. You're, you're, we're kind of still in the, the dog days of summer here where they're not going to be super active yet. I think moving into September here when the lakes kind of start to slow down a little bit as far as pressure. I, I, think, I think the fish are, are very pressured right now. With temps it. need to start dropping a bit too. Yeah, because the water temp—that's a good good point to bring up. The water temp that where I was at was seventy-five to seventy-seven. Yeah, that's pretty warm for a big lake. That body of water. And the other weird part is they were saying that the walleyes were supposed to be in ten to fifteen feet of water. I don't believe that. That seems pretty shallow. Some of them, yeah, but I think a lot of them are in thirty-five feet of water. I don't know, because everybody, you know, it, people say like, "Well, I don't follow other boats around." Well, you may not follow other boats around, but you're lying if you don't look at where the other boats are and then try and zoom in on your graph to see what they're fishing yep. in. All of them are in 10 to 15 feet of water. You know there was like 
a handful of guys out in the middle of nowhere that were just hammering them. That's one thing I asked them when I got there. Because the bait shop lady. Like, yeah, are they biting? Oh, yeah, they're biting. She's lying. Shout out to that bait shop. She's just trying to sell you. I think it was... I think it was... uh, Actually, let me... Let me do a search here because I don't want to say the wrong name. But it was the most friendly encounter at a bait shop that I've ever had. Granted, she may have lied to me. (laughs) She did take your money. I thought Probably got you to buy more. I thought both of the resorts that we did this winter were both pretty good too, though. So it is Dean's Bait and Walker. Super friendly. Stop giving out all the deets, Dean. Yeah. (laughs) So I went in there and I'm like, yeah, they're biting. Like, oh, yeah, they're biting, you know, 10 to 15 feet. And she pointed on the map. You know, all the bait shops have the the maps hung up on the wall and she pointed right where and i tried those spots and i marked fish seems like she lied to you then <sighs> well see i would i would say that unless your your hummingbird needs to be recalibrated be- well, i've only used like once this year so maybe because there there was a lot of big marks like even on the side scan you could see them you could see the arc way off like they were all like 60 feet out were you in rocks nope well some but you could you could you could tell you could see the rock, and then you could see the the fish behind the rocks. Hmm. And one method that I've I've heard, uh, I've done a little bit more Google and YouTube searches because I'm like this is bullshit. I'm out here in a freaking top tier fishing boat with top tier electronics, and I can't catch a goddamn walleye. Whoa, whoa, you've 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 been in a couple top-tier of top tier boats boat before that. Yeah, yeah, but this last weekend. Both of yours are very nice because your Garmin. I'm just giving you a hard time. No, it's all right. <laughs> I, 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 I don't no, wanna... it is a top tier. Just use that, that special code premium if you still need the boat. You're going to have to give that. that when, when we close this one out, you're going to have to give one more spiel on that. I'll give one more plug. That's for sure. But, I mean, it doesn't matter what kind of electronics you're using. You could have the best of the best. But the, 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 it, it's kind of tied in with the, the trail cam talk with hunting do trail cams help you kill deer don't answer the question but that's what i'm comparing it to so people could say oh well the you know your your hummingbird or your live scope they're helping you catch the fish it's like no they're helping me locate the fish they're not doing anything to help me catch the fish there's when it comes to fishing there's your you have a small area that you that you have influence on in a lot of water, like there's a lot of luck that is involved in it. That's fair, but yeah, I was, so I kind of started doing some more research. And one of the techniques that people were using, the guys that do not have live scope, they use their side scan and they'll find them. Say they're 40 feet out. Well, you can't go. You can try to go drive over them and see if you can mark them on the regular 2D sonar. But most of the time, if you're in 15 feet of water, you go over the top of them. They're gonna scatter. But if you can mark them on side imaging and they're, say, 30 feet off to your right, while you anchor mode there and you cast over there and you try and pick them up, you'll get the aggressive ones right away. And then you move on and then you go back to that spot later on and you'll pick up a couple more. It might be a couple hour ordeal by the time you keep leaving and going back. But Grant's thinking, he's like, damn it, I've been doing this wrong (laughs) all you just go in the trolling motor and then crack a beer and see what happens. So Grant, avid podcast listener, we're getting to the end of this one here. Um, do you know what our two new segments are? The, I, they were probably playing when I was at work. You know? Oh, sure. sure. Just, just missed it. Hey, just you know, walked in started, right as the end. Yeah, we probably started one and he was like, ah, shoot, I got to go though. So no, I got. I'm I'm anxious to hear about. It. So we have two segments, and then one of these segments is actually going to tie in with the story that I want you to tell next. So we have a random question segment, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's a roundtable thing. One of us will start. You ask a complete random question, and I ask a random. Question. No, everybody does. We'll go around, and so you'll ask, and then I'll answer. He'll answer. You'll answer, and then I'll ask, and then it'll just repeat like that. The other one is the tip of the week, the North Bros tip of the week. Oh, I know where this is going. You got something that happened that gave your new boat that you're trying to sell the new nickname Mini Titanic? I do. I had a little bit of a scare. It was um, 
We was about a month ago. Maybe we got what some visitors coming in. What, man? The dogs just want they want to say hi. They're getting after it. Stop. Come here. And just as a disclaimer before he tells the story, this issue has been... Hey, hey, come here. Sorry about that. Uh, the issue has been resolved. And yes, it... the issue has been resolved. So anyway, go ahead, take it away. I'm going to try and shut up the peanut gallery back here. So it was a few weeks ago. I was out on um, Lake, Lake Miltona. It was out in central Minnesota. And I was out... I was out fishing out there, and we weren't really catching a whole lot. And it was it was kind of windy that day. It wasn't overly windy, but it was blowing the length of the lake, so there were some pretty good swells that were happening while we were out there. So we've been in the water for anywhere I don't know, between three and four hours at that point, and I was we were getting ready to leave, and for some reason I felt like we were just sitting a lot lower than what we usually did. <laughs> That's never a good thing. No, it's not a good feeling at all. And I was thinking, like, I don't know, like, maybe it's just the swells. Like, I mean, we were, like I said, the wind was blowing the length of the lake, so it was, like, well, I don't know, whatever, whatever it is, I'll just, uh, we'll just, just head back to shore. We we're going to camp with some friends. Like, let's get off here. So we kind of putz along. We get back. We get it onto the trailer. And, but I guess before that, I kicked on my bilge pump just for peace of mind. And I, I haven't ran it for a long time. I haven't had any need to run it. So I just... Kicked it on. So once I get it on the trailer. Did it work? That, I don't know. Because I was just in the driver's seat. I just kicked it on. And the, the spout's on the passenger side back to the left. So I couldn't really see. I just, I didn't think anything was wrong at that point. So I just got back, put it on the trailer. And once I got on the trailer, I look back. And that bilge pump is just kicking water out. I'm like, that looks like it should not be happening. <laughs> So we get it on the trailer. Well, generally, when you turn the bilge pump on, that's what they're supposed to do is push the water the out. The bilge was doing its job, yes. But the fact that it was doing its <laughs> job was the issue that we had. So I was pretty worried. I'm like, um, I got something wrong with the boat here. So we get back home. We're not home. Right the campsite. Right before it goes up for sale. Yes. I was thinking I was I'm not very happy there for a couple hours. So I went back camping with some friends. We... um get to the campsite i say yeah i got something wrong with my boat it's it's future me's problem we'll, we'll take care of it tomorrow in the morning so i put it on the water put it on the water the next morning we're out driving around we're on lake carlos at this point and it's after about 10 minutes again like i, I feel like i am sitting way lower than what i usually do so we get it up get it on the trailer kick out the bilge pump and it's kicking water out again so the guys that I was with are like, well, he must have a leak somewhere because I have an automatic plug. And the automatic plug, the way that works is that there's, it's, it's a bunch of, it's a big nut with on threads and you, it's like a little ping pong ball that once you're on the water, the water pressure sucks up, that pushes that ping pong ball up to the hole. And then once you're out of the water, it kind of like rolls away just a half inch or so. And then all the water drains out. So I'm like, yes, I have an automatic plug. I've had no issues with it. It looks, you know, it's fine. I've got a leak, like, somewhere in the hull of the boat. Don't know where, but try to find it. So I backed it in the, backed it in the water. Couldn't, you know, backed it halfway in. Look, looked below. Like, okay, we don't have any water here. Like, it's got to be further up. So we backed it in further. Well, then we started getting water that was out there. So we pull it out. A bunch of water drains out again, and we were just sitting on the the trailer, the trailer at the dock at that point. Well, then, after a while, one of my buddies goes, "What's well, just? Do you have a normal plug?" I said, "Yes, I do." He goes, "We'll just change it. Just see what that does." Who was that guy? Give him a shout out. So Andrew Jutz is his name. He he needs to like go for the Oscars he, or something. That was a genius idea. He told me to keep it simple. Just try something simple. And I said, I was not really in the mood at that point. I was not very happy. Fine, whatever. We'll see what this does. In your, you're in your head, you're like, this guy's an idiot. This is not going to work. <laughs> I'm just worried about, I'm wanting to sell it. Now what am I going to do? So put the normal plug in, and we uh, go back out there, 
and never had another issue. So something with that automatic plug, I don't know if that little ping pong ball got warped or if there was like a little bit of sand or gravel that wasn't allowing it to seal up, but that's been on the boat for ever since I've owned it, which is 2020, and I've never so had any issue. Probably damn it well. I wonder when one of those things came out. I'm assuming it wasn't on it new. So no. Probably was, not 23 years old. No, it was the guy before me, he had it on. He said, I have this automatic plug. I don't don't remember if he said he put it on or if the guy before him had that. Um, the guy before him had actually, I mean, he said it sat on concrete for a while. Like, it wasn't on the wall. Like, wasn't on the water for a few years before then. Hmm. So I assume he's the one that bought it and never mentioned any issues hmm. to me. And But the moral of the story is it's off. I got the normal plug back in and the boat. I've had no issue since. So it was, uh, I was, I was pretty tense for about half a day there. So the North Bros tip of the week, use a real plug. Always have a real plug. So yeah, like it worked for it go. worked for three years. I had no issue, but and the thing is, maybe it's fine. Like maybe it was a piece of gravel or something that I'd be interested. Like if you now, just like, pulled it out and kind of cleaned it off and threw it back on. Just say dry it out and then take like an air compressor with a truck on it and just blow it out. Get that ping pong ball to rattle around a little bit. But like once you realize that. That's the only mechanism that's stopping from your boat sinking. Like, there's a ping pong ball. You know, <laughs> my trust in it took a hit <laughs> once I figured out that's exactly how it worked. So, does that come with the boat? Um, it is still in the glove box. That is up to you if you want to try it. Seems again. like maybe avoid that one. <laughs> I would, I would take a hard look at it before you. I bet there's like some in. sort of disclaimer on it or a warning saying might not be 100%. Uh, reliable yeah works 90 percent of the time so that's your north Bros tip of the week always service your boat plugs always make sure you're putting the boat plug in uh yeah just just be mindful of your plugs so now it's question time and since you're the new guy well newer guy you haven't been on since we started doing this segment you get to go first the only the only rule is if the question has been a- asked already and Wixo or myself remembers it, you can't ask it. So if you ask it, we'll just tell you, no, that's been asked already. For example, favorite kind of beer. It's been asked already. So it doesn't have to be the topic that we've been discussing. It no. can be anything. Completely random. It can be anything. Yep. It's kind of tough that you're putting me on the spot here. Wixo, do you got one? Yeah. All right, Wixo, you can go Aliens. first. Aliens. Are they real? And are they here already, or are they on their way? You've been watching way too much goddamn news. Fox and CNN. I don't watch the news, so. <laughs> He's just been scheming this up. Ask your question one more time. Are aliens real? Are they already here? And, or, are they still coming? Or are they going to come yet? Are they here or not? That'd be a little easier. So it's a two-part question. Are aliens well, real? Well, if you don't believe they're real, then they're probably not here yet. So, um, that's a loaded question. I before I would say no, they're not real, but there's been some recent testifying. You've been watching the news there's too. There's been some recent testifying. <laughs> I that's got it's got me thinking. I um, I'm a still I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. They're not real because if they were here. They'd obviously be more advanced than us, and I think we would be in some trouble if that was the case. Interesting. Not a lot of people say no anymore. Can I say I don't know? I feel like for the sake of this question, I can't say I don't know. No, you have to yes or no. Do I think they could be real? Yes. Do I think they are here? No. Explain. (sighs) This is like some... Sci-fi doesn't have to shit. be like a super. No, I'm, right. I have the same answer, so I'm curious as to why you picked your answer. So my answer was: Are they real? Yes, but are they here yet? No. And in my opinion, they are not coming here because if they were going to come here, they would already be here. Um, are they real? I was going to say I don't know, but I can't answer the question that way. So I would say yes, because we don't know what is 
beyond what we can see. I'll accept that. This is deep. This is deep. We all just kind of stopped and like looked at each other like, gonna answer. Well, all right, Wick, so what's your answer? I think they are 100% real because they say the universe is infinite. And if it's infinite, it's impossible for them to not. <laughs> think about it. If the universe is truly infinite, then there's an infinite amount of Nicks doing the same exact thing that you are currently doing right now because it's infinite. I want to meet that guy. Yeah. Them. The it's, aliens? There's an infinite yeah. number of them. I want to meet the, the alien, Nick. Do I think that they're here? No. Because there's no possible way that any government on this planet would actually be able to keep that a secret without somebody spilling the beans, like, proof-wise. Okay, speaking of that, did you guys see the government thing? I don't, I don't know what it was because I don't watch the news, whatever. A couple of weeks ago, there was something where they were like, uh, uh, it was a press conference. They're like, aliens are real. And the people were all just pissed off about something else that they did. And they were saying that they just did it for a cover-up. Did you guys see that? That's probably because they did. They're like, aliens are real. And they're like, yeah, shut up. Answer the question about this bill. And they're like, uh, aliens are real. Damn, I thought people that would they, work. <laughs> they didn't really get planned much. That has worked yeah, so many times before. It's like nobody is buying your alien shit. Stuff that you're trying to spew all over the place. Yeah. All right, Grant. Okay, I got a question. It's it's um, we're an outdoors podcast. We're gonna keep it. Aliens, are, outdoors. Outside. Aliens <laughs> are outdoors. That is true. They're a long ways outdoors. We're gonna keep it a little closer outdoors. Um, maybe it's been asked before. So we're just gonna talk. We're just gonna talk hunting. One specific animal. You only you only could do it. You only can hunt one specific animal. What is it? I don't think that one's been asked. I think there's been something there's similar. There's been a lot of like uh, dream hunts, but, but if you can only hunt one animal, I don't. For the rest don't of your know. life, you only get one. Minus. I had an easy one right away, but I'm second guessing. So I got to pick one. One. And so I right. Any other animal. So right now, it's, so one. if it's tied with two, I just have to pick one. You have to pick one. Can I say what it's tied between? You have to give an answer first, but then you can say what it was tied with. Okay, uh, whitetail. My only, re- it was tied with mule deer. My only reason for whitetail is because that is what home base consists of. And if I could only do one. And I'm I'm still pretty green to the hunting world as far as I mean I've been doing it for quite a few years now, but I haven't I've only been successful once. You also haven't experienced many other. Right, so I'm kind of just playing with the cards I've been dealt. Um, not that be the only big game that you've hunted. Uh yeah yep actually yeah it is yep I would like to dabble into more but yes so my answer would be would be whitetail. I would go elk. Ooh, interesting. I've been elk hunting before. Mm-hmm. Once. And we're going, we leave in, uh, is it the 8th today? Yep. I leave in a month. That's awesome. I'm going to go ducks. I like I like setting up for ducks. I love watching them lock up. When they come in, the fast pace of it, how quick it can change, the... You can kind of you can sit out. You can talk with everybody. You don't have to be constantly super stealth mode. Yeah, stealth mode. You can sit there talk. You just gotta oh, got some coming in. Quick call. I mean, when they lock up and pattern like exactly how you set up before, I don't think there's anything better than that. See, my my second was pheasants because when you have a good pheasant dog, it is a totally different thing than anything you can hunt. I agree with that. Yep. That's true. So you, uh, if Wixel and I want to... I could see, sorry to cut you off. No, I could good. see ducks being the same thing, though. When you have a, a dog that can retrieve very well, I mean... So or, or, uh, if Wixel and I want to do a little road trip, either later this fall or next year or something, to, down to Nebraska to do some duck hunting? Um, It would have to be in a few weeks because only the teal season <laughs> is very good down there. Um, The flyway... Fly patterns have been... They've kind of changed. They were... Duck hunting was good a few years ago, or not, or more than a few years ago. Like when my dad was younger, he said that it was really good, and it's 
it's kind of changed. We don't get the big, you know, northern ducks to come down anymore. The teal season's good right away. But um, are they more east now? They've moved a little more, a little more east. Because I know, like, North Dakota's pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. we've we've had some pretty good years. It just seems it's just weather. You know, the weather depending on if they're gonna hit here and stay or not. But like, I've got friends in Minnesota that are an hour into Minnesota and they're like, yeah, there ain't shit here. So would that be something where you would be more likely to come back up here to do? Yeah, up here is a lot better. Do you have guys that you, I know you and your dad used to go on some, uh, was that geese hunting over by Fergus Falls, Minnesota? Yeah, we did that a couple times. But do you have anybody that actually duck hunts around here that we could just get a group of guys together and go out? I don't have any, like, we, so the goose hunting, we went with a guy. So I've got, I've got a guy that I've uh, kind of always looked at as a guide for hunting and fishing, and that's Austin Schmidt. You've met him before. I have met him before. So maybe we can, maybe we can work something up out with him. That sounds great. You just had a kid. Well, congrats to him. Yeah, congrats to, to Austin and Bailey. Okay, my turn for a question. How do you guys like your bacon cooked? Okay, I'll start with, I like thick-cut bacon, and it can't be floppy, but it it can't, like, if you touch it, it snaps, kind of, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, like, crispy, but not too crispy. Yeah, like, crispy, I don't want it to be flopping all over the place, <laughs> but I also, yeah, like, there is definitely an overcooked, but thick-cut. I'm not very picky when it comes, I'll eat. I'll eat all of them, but if I have to pick one way, if my bacon is a spectrum, and you have flubbery, and you have really crispy. <laughs> flubbery is not floppy, flubbery. Flubbery. I would be halfway between the middle and crispy. I would like it more crispy than flubbery. I'll eat, I'll eat both, but if I guess I had to pick, I'd like it. Not like you said. I don't want it to. I don't want to look at it and it breaks. Like I want to. Yeah. On a scale of one to ten, ten being burnt, so crispy it's brittle. One being flubbery. I'm probably six to seven. I'm gonna say I'm seven to seven point five. Okay, so what is one like out of the package? No, like fully cooked, but you just it's, got there. You've it's, seen. It's sitting next to the griddle. You've yeah. seen. The way that I eat my bacon, haven't you? Didn't we have eggs and bacon? We did, but I don't really remember how you did eat it. If I'm being Just honest, pull it right out of the bag. I basically, basically pull it out of the bag, put it on there, warm it up on one side, flip it on the other side. When you pick it up in the center, both ends fold, and it, that's it's disgusting. Have you ever tried it? Yeah, that's. Have it, you, that's it needs I'm to be surprised you're alive. Have you? Have you ever tried it? You know that bacon needs to be cooked to 165, right? Have you ever tried it? No, because it's disgusting. Okay, you can't bash it until you try it. I've had bacon that I would say should have been cooked longer, and it was definitely cooked longer than that that I would. Okay, I'm not saying like I literally slap it on there and then I flip it and then. You said it folds over. No, it kind of like. I've seen it. It kind of like starts to. You don't remember. It kind of starts to like shrivel up a little bit, but not much. Like, I'm telling you, when you when you grab it in the center with your tongs, like if these are your tongs, and you pick it up, it, it fully Those bends. You can't see. He's holding two pens. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the best thing I had. But, like, it literally, it'll bend, and it'll, like, it's, like, starting to turn color, and it's, like, it's, like, swelled up. Like, it's not, not like I literally take it out it's one like second, one you're second. Not, you're not an animal. You don't, okay, so the one to ten scale, what are you? I would... I would say I'm at like a two or a three. That sounds undercooked. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm I still mean, breathing. I would. I'd eat it. Yeah. See, you would try it, and then you would say, uh, "Put this shit back." This up. is a good, a no. Good indi- a good indicator for me is if if I ha- bite down on, onto it, and I've got to like work to get it <laughs> to separate. <laughs> Then it needs to be cooked longer. No, see, the beauty of this is you just ball it up and you just, all of it. No, that's not the way to do it. Okay, so Nick never is in charge of the bacon. Well, no, I I don't have to be in charge. No, I can cook it, 
but then if I cook your guys' bacon, I'm like, hey, what is what is burnt because this is burnt? And you're okay, like, no, so it needs a little bit yet. Mine mine are done. Yours will be ready in about five minutes. <laughs> well, looks like you got anything to round out with? No, I don't think so. We're getting down to the end of summer. so Which is good news to a lot of us that listen to this podcast. Yeah, fall is fast approaching i just realized i'm one month away from the first trip so that shit is coming quick you want to give a little rundown just a real brief because next week's episode is going to be a a pre-elk trip but just a little just a real quick like 30 second plan of of what and like i said stay tuned to next week's episode to to hear about what uh but for like grant because he'll it'll play when he's at work so well uh at this point at this point in the stage, it is um, kind of just pulling everything out, making sure there's no problems with everything. You should have already, your bow should be good to go. Uh, it's more so just gear and repacking and making sure batteries are changed, shit like that. So kind of starting the prep process. So if there's anything missing, I can get on that and get it ordered, get it bought, whatever I got to do before it's scramble time. So... Grant, what about you? You can take a little bit longer to round it out because who knows? We will get you back on. You are planning on coming up for the the ice fishing trip in January. I'd like to make it work. And then other than that, uh, you'll be in my wedding in in June, so you'll be back then. So we'll we'll be seeing you still, just not as not as much. So what do you 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 can like I said, you can take a a little bit and say say your farewell to. Don't have much of a farewell. Just want hopefully everyone enjoys the rest of the summer. It's um, like you said, it's it's ending quickly. Um, remember those. At least for me, I like the summer fish. So when the water is so hard, I don't I don't enjoy as much as summer fishing. So if you like that, make sure to enjoy it. You don't have a whole lot of time left. Buy an ice castle. It changes your mind. <laughs> it really <laughs> That's does. Probably true. I don't have that, but uh, everyone needs to stay safe out there and. You know, get ready for the hunting season's fast approaching. Um, we're not very far away from what well, early for North Dakota early goose is a week from today, so it's the time of year is coming. So I've got a couple questions for you before you you do your your sign off for. What are you gonna miss the most about North Dakota, and what are you looking forward to not have to deal with in North Dakota when you get back home? Oh, this is easy. <laughs> I'm going to miss the summers up here. Um, no humidity. Back home in Nebraska, it's very humid. It's very hot. This summer's been hot and humid for here, but it's it's not like it is in Nebraska. It's, I'm going to miss the long days. Sun coming up at 5.30, setting at 9.30. Make those long days. Or, those are awesome in the summertime. Um, it's, a, it's, it's gorgeous. It really is. The, the lake country, that's, you know, it's not North Dakota. It's minnesota but it's still it's the weather's awesome up here and uh the thing i'm not gonna miss is the winters <laughs> i think winters this. were were brutal this last one was this last one was tough i can handle the cold and the snow like you can you can kind of get used to it you can bundle up the long dark days though when the, the flip side of the good part of summer when the sun is rising at eight fifteen and setting at four thirty, that gets old very quickly. Yeah, you go to work and it's dark, and you get home from work that, and it's dark. That you just never really got used to, and and like I said, I'm I'm not against cold and snow in January, February. What's March and April? It is time to get nice, and we do not need storms dropping feet of snow in those months. Like I'm fine with the cold and snow just when it's supposed to. It seems like we had uh, a handful of those storms this past this last one was brutal yeah yeah well so you got a question any questions for him you got to hit him with at least one you kind of took my two of the uh the, the hell was that noise <laughs> on his last last time here he broke our mic stand um <laughs> going out with a bang uh favorite hunting memory and fishing memory from up here since you've been here Ooh, that's a that's a good one Favorite hunting memory was probably be I was 
a couple years ago, I was hunting ducks over in, um, I believe we were on Upper Cormorant Lake. And it was, it was, I'd known this guy for a little bit, so I was hunting with him, um, kind of with a different, different group of guys that I, um, hadn't met. And it was early in the morning, and it was, um, we, there was a, a duck, one single that came in, and it was, it was legal shooting light, but, like, it was, it was close. It was just barely, you like, it was checked dark. Checked your phone to make sure. Like it was, it was dark. And, um, everybody kind of passed on it, and I, for some reason, I, I took a, I took a shot probably way later than I should have. And then someone asked, like, why would you shoot that? And then right after he finished it, you heard the splash of the duck fall. That's and awesome. Everyone, everyone was like, whoa, that was pretty damn impressive. So that was a, that was a good memory. That was a fun hunt, too. Then we killed a bunch of ducks after that. So that was a lot of fun. And then my favorite fishing memory would got it, probably got to be, um, went up to Sakakawea last year, and it was, uh, it was, we were up there for three days. It was good, good three days. The first two days, it was hot. It was, uh, late August, first of September, somewhere around there. It was hot. It was nice. We, um, we caught a lot of fish, caught a lot of good fish, um, a group from my home state, Nebraska, came up, and uh, everyone caught fish. Uh, the second day, everyone caught fish again. It was another great day, um, a lot of fun. Then the third day, the wind picked up. I got a little bit smaller boat that is still on that podcast special, Conward Premium. And I uh, got kind of blown to the bays, so I was, you know, in the fingers in the bays, hanging out there. And I was, um, we just were trolling you know, trying to wrap up the day, and I hooked into a, um, well, it, not stretching the truth, but it was, it was a pike that was, it was longer than the, the measuring trough that I had, so that was, and coming from Nebraska, I don't catch a lot of pike, so it was pretty, that was pretty cool, I mean, it was just on top of two good days beforehand of good walleye fishing, like, it was a good trip. Do you have a, uh, actually, I, I, I remember you sending me the picture of that, you'll have to, you have a task. You got to send me your top three favorite pictures from up here, and we're gonna throw them up on the North Bros Instagram and give you a nice farewell post. I can do that. Do you have a? It can be a good slash lucky slash. I'm calling out one event, uh, ice fishing memory that you're gonna take back home with you. Yeah. Well, if you want to hear in detail, you have to listen to pot to podcast number. What do you 30, remember? 20, somewhere in there. I don't know, but uh, yeah, Nick and I were ice fishing. Was that was that twenty one? Uh, let me or go Mar- look. Yeah, March twenty one, right? Somewhere in there. The year twenty one. The the podcast episode is number eleven. Um, so you don't so have to go too in depth. They can refer back so we to were, eleven. Uh, yeah, we were ice fishing, and it was uh, we were on big cormorant, and we were. You know, we we'd hop, we were on Middle Cormorant before, and we hopped over to Big Cormorant, and we kept fishing, and um, we got set up, drilled our holes. I went to light the uh, old sunflower heater, and long story short, the sunflower heater fell over. And it got hot really fast. It got hot really fast, and Nick got a quick beard trim out there on the ice, <laughs> and we flipped over the old... Just just a sled sled house at that point wasn't that's it? still the, I still have that same house and we got we threw the uh, threw the tank on the ice and then we kind of, we sat there in silence for ten minutes as we watched the propane burn out in a large flame coming <laughs> from <laughs> thinking <laughs> like holy shit dude like we we shouldn't even really be here right now just about got caught in a bonfire yeah that was that was uh. I didn't go ice fishing again till the Devil's Lake trip last time I was on this podcast. Bet so. you didn't use a sunflower heater. I have not even looked at one of those. So I won't use them either. I'm scared of them. I threw mine away. We cleaned up the garage a couple weekends ago, and I found mine, and I was like, mm, nah. Better not get rid worth of this it thing. at that point. All right, I got one last question for you, and then we'll wrap this one up. You came up here not knowing anybody. It's true. You moved up here for a job not knowing anybody. What would you say to somebody who's looking to kind of spread their wings and they don't know if they want to make the jump? Um, it's not it's not always easy, but it's you know I I really enjoyed it. It's 
you learn you learn a lot about yourself you learn how to be comfortable being by yourself you learn how to pick up some new not habits aren't the right word but new you know interests new hobbies um it tests it tests yourself it was uh like i said it's not, it wasn't always easy it was uh it was a good learning experience I met a lot of people doing that it's you know did some fun things it's some you know things that the scenes I'd do again, the scenes I wouldn't do again, but um, for the most part, it's landed me a lot of really good friends and a lot of a lot of really good memories of my time up here, and it makes me want to go back every year from here going forward. It's uh, so I would tell encourage people to do it if you want to do it, try it. You can always go home. It's pretty easy to always go back home. Uh, that's what Grant's doing, uh, which is what I'm doing. Yes. Do you remember how we round these episodes out? You say, you say a catchphrase. All right. I'm gone when the episode finishes. I'm at work. Wait, so tell him what we say. When you lean over there and whisper it to him while I give my little ending spiel here, and then he's gonna close it out. Don't put me on this. You do it every time. <laughs> okay, I'll just tell you what to say, and then you gotta round this one out. Hopefully everybody stays safe out there. Uh, hopefully you start catching the walleyes. Hunting season is right around the corner. Uh, make sure you're getting your bow dialed in, your rifles dialed in, and before we know it, uh, it's going to be time to put the, put the summer rods away, get the ice rods out, and hopefully have some some animals to to do some podcasts on coming up this fall. So that'll do it. Thanks for tuning in. That'll do it for this time. That's going to do it for this time. Till next time. Till next time. We'll get back to you. We'll get back to you. Thank you.